You are listening to the Sunnybrook Unscripted Podcast, where we talk real life, answer hard questions, and take a deeper practical look at the topics we talk about on a Sunday morning. To learn more about Sunnybrook Church, including our Sunday gathering times and opportunities throughout the week, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org. Today, we are talking with Pastor Jeff Mose. Well, welcome or welcome back to the Unscripted Podcast. I'm Lydia Miller here with my dad, Pastor Jeff, as we uh, are walking through really some questions that have been asked by you. Um, Hopefully we've gotten to your question if you sent one in. If we have not, uh, we will. Um, Otherwise, if you have questions that you want answered, maybe about faith, about uh, church, about Sunnybrook in general, um, we would love to hear from you. The email is set up just for our podcast. It's podcast at sunnybrookchurch.org. Um, and you can send your questions in there, and we'll be sure to get to them in our time together. I'm excited for today's question. Me too. <laughs> because I'm excited I, for all of them. I really think uh, these are some fun ones to answer, and it's always something that, even though I kind of lived it, I learn about as you answer them. I learned some new things that you maybe kept hidden from me as a child. So <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so we're going to go into it. So we've received a lot of questions um, in the past just about... Um, kind of the whole picture of one, how we got to Sunnybrook, how you kind of came there, and then uh, what kind of transpired after that, which is kind of a sad tale turned into a happy tale. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Um, and then where Sunnybrook is now, what our mission and vision is, um, and how that plays out both um, in positive ways, but then also um, maybe the misconceptions that can come along with what we're trying to do. So uh, we're going to answer all those questions in the next two episodes. So this will kind of be part one, and then we'll get into part two uh, next week together. So why don't you give everyone a little bit of background story? We moved to Sioux City in 2001. Correct. Yeah, maybe two, maybe 2002, somewhere in that area. Um, but what was funny about it, and I still laugh to this day, is probably two years before that, so Sunnybrook was in a search at that point in time, Morningside Reformed Church, for a senior pastor. And they sent me this large packet, and it had in that day a VHS and video <laughs> and all of this sort of propaganda to try to get a pastor to come. And I remember um, being in the Chicago area, and you know, your mom, Beth, and I got it, and uh, we kind of looked it over and just sort of threw it in the garbage and said, listen, we have no interest. Uh, in going to Sioux City, Iowa. To be honest with you, I'm not sure we knew exactly where Sioux City, Iowa was. Yeah, we were living point. in a suburb of Chicago. Yeah, we're living in the Chicago yeah. area. Obviously, I'm from Michigan, but we were just a couple hours from home, from grandparents, from my brother's sisters. You know, mom, Beth's uh, family was all in the Grand Rapids area. So we tried to stay close in that area. So when we heard from a place that was, well, 10 hours away or so, we thought to ourselves, that's not something we're interested in. But then, after a two-year search, they hadn't found anybody, and then I got a phone call uh, from Dan Dykstra, who was the head of the search committee, and we were in a very different place at that point in time, and so we were real open to it. I remember, though, and you probably remember this story well, but I remember saying to all of the kids, listen, I'm going out there, but I have no desire to go there. I'm just going to look it over, just make them happy that we showed up, but don't worry. Liar. We are not moving to (laughs) Sioux City, Iowa, which... Here uh, we God are. had much different plans for us. Yeah. And I remember as an eighth grader, it was potentially the end of the world. Abby handled it as a sophomore in high school a lot worse 
than I did, but it felt like the end yeah, of the world. Yeah, there were heel marks all the way down <laughs> I-80 from you kids. It was a tough time. Yeah. Um, even though you sensed this was the call of God, there was no question in my mind. I'd spent time alone with the Lord, and I, for the first time, really, uh, not an audible voice of God, but an impression on my mind of th this is where you're to be. Mm -hmm. And so even though I knew that that's where we were to be, it, it's still just emotionally, and it's always easier on the person who has a job. So, mm -hmm. so I'm called here and there's a job for me, but to take all of you sort of out of your roots of relationships and mom and all of that, uh, you know, is really very difficult. That's mm -hmm. part of the pastor's life and your mom and you guys have always been good about that, but that's not easy nor mm -hmm. fun. Yep. I still remember, well, one, I remember thinking, I didn't realize people actually lived in Iowa. <laughs> I thought it was just cornfields my friends kept saying good luck in Idaho, which really hurt yep. my feelings because I thought they don't even know where I'm going to be. And then I remember the cherry on top for me was the airport is called Sucks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I remember, do you remember we, we would fly here in a prop plane? Yes. And they would kind of strap in a cooler <laughs> where they would pull Diet Cokes out of, yes. which was kind of And fun. our family took up pretty much Yeah, and we pretty much had the flight plane. to ourselves yep. with the six of us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Those are the good old days. One thing I wasn't always aware of is obviously we had kind of the turmoil, I would say, in our own family of moving here and half of us not wanting to be here. But there was a there was another side of it that was painful and hard for you from a from a work perspective, from yeah. a church ministry perspective. Yeah, you know, they had called us to transition the church. So what I appreciated about it, in hindsight only, you don't mm -hmm. appreciate it in the middle of it, but the leaders had really set the vision and the direction of the church. So they had already been to Willow. They had really sensed the call of God. Their biggest thing was this, which I loved. And this is how they opened the story with me is, we haven't seen adult baptisms in this church for years. We haven't seen people come to Christ. And we're you know, convicted, this is who we need to be as a church. We need to reach this community with the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I was kind of sold from their opening line. And then they developed the vision statement. The vision statement at that point in time had two parts. Seeking those who don't know Jesus. And then they used the word nurturing, which we later changed. But nurturing those who do. So uh, the vision was very winsome for me. Um, so under that guise, because they had kind of set this already, I was to come in and just simply lead the vision. Which sounds Pretty simple, doesn't it? No. Um, and I said to him, listen, I, I've been through church transition before. I transitioned the church in the Chicago area. I said, listen, that, that can be a painful and a difficult thing. Could you have a vote among the congregation? So they did. I think it was 95% of the congregation uh, wanted to transition to the church. When I arrived, I think it was about 50-50 in all honesty. Uh, in fact, I always, Maybe it was you. Maybe they were It might have been me that they were against. But I always say under my great leadership in the first two years, the church went from 500 to 350 in two mm -hmm. years. In fact, we inadvertently, some churches on purpose plant a church. Yep. We inadvertently uh, planted one. And those were difficult days. Mm -hmm. We're laughing about it now. But it was very painful. It was painful for the people of the church. It was painful for friendships and even mm -hmm. families within the church because there was just a real divergence of opinion on whether or not we should really be changing the church in order to reach lost people in the community or whether we should just simply be caring for believers. That was mm -hmm. really the division. And, and as a result, we ended up you know, doing a lot of different methods and styles and music because again, we just studied the culture of Sioux City and we said, you know, what are people listening to? How do they want to be spoken to? They're using technology. 
So we began to bring those things into the worship service and boy, it caused a wedge and a dividing line and mm -hmm. words were spoken and things were said that were just very hurtful. So it was a very difficult time. And we tried as best we could to protect you kids from this. I laugh every now and then when you go, I don't know that was going on, uh, which is good. But it was just a painful time. I think any time God by his spirit begins to do a work and change people, there's, there's difficulty within that and struggle mm -hmm. within that. But mm -hmm. looking back now, uh, you know, it's nothing mm -hmm. but joy. Did you ever have any moments with how difficult that was, any moments where it felt like God was saying, hey, this is, you're doing the right thing. Because I don't know how you don't just give up at that yeah. point. You're, your family doesn't want to be here. Yeah. The church is declined. I mean, how did you, how did you know for sure that you yeah. needed to stick it out? Yeah, and I've told this story before, but there's been a couple of times um, during that crisis I said to mom, not to you kids, but don't worry, I'm not staying here. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a sense in which we were here and this was not going well and don't worry I'm leaving anyway let's hold out for a couple of years I'll continue to look for something new and don't I mean there were several times I thought listen I just I'm not the guy this is not working whatever it might be but I tell the story of one time I think it was leaving a congregational meeting that was very filled with all kinds of friction and I driving home and I just again got this impression from God saying listen this is not your church this is my church and there was a sense in which uh, for me it was very emotional but but very powerful for me to go listen I I called you here I called your family here uh, I know what we're doing and and we were able to get through that time I think especially for people in ministry, that's when you rely on the call of God, mm -hmm. where, where you go, listen, this is not something I like, this is not, but God called me here. And all throughout scripture, you see people that went through great difficulty, but they fell back on this sense of call. And I think for us at that point in time, that's where we just said, listen, this is what God's mm -hmm. called us to do and we're going to get through it. And mm -hmm. As painful as it was, uh, we began to see fruit, and there's nothing better mm -hmm. to hold you in ministry than seeing people come to Christ, growing, ministering, making an impact in the community that mm -hmm. uh, like that did. Mm -hmm. There's one thing I wish people could maybe see or know about you. It's just how much you love this church. I mean, I think they can hear it in your voice, but no one's been through what you've been through or had conversations that you've had or seen what you have seen, and um, you just have an unending love for this church. Yeah, and I think that's a God-given thing for me because, again, I didn't know who Morningside Reformed Church is. I didn't know where Sioux City, Iowa was, but there was something about sort of rolling up your sleeves, joining hands with leaders in this church. And if I could speak for a moment on the leaders, there was a group of leaders that was so committed to the vision. I couldn't help but be committed to the vision. Mm -hmm. There were times I remember saying in an elders meeting, Let's stop this. Let's do two services. I want to do a traditional and a contemporary service. Keep people happy because I'm out of here anyway. Mm -hmm. And they would say, no, this is what God's called us to do. We're singular in our focus of reaching people for Christ. We're going to care about our community. And if people leave, people leave. This is what God's called us to. And if I didn't have them around me, uh, I'm not sure I could have done it. And and their love for Christ and their love for the church is really what solidified me. And it was a team effort. Yeah. And I love how just full circle it is. Um, one, I'm choosing to live in Sioux City, Iowa now. A lot of our, my siblings have chosen to live in Sioux City at one point in time or another. 
Tim Poppin, who made the VHS for you in the first place, is sitting here filming this podcast, and it's just amazing to see how God can can work. Amazing, yeah, just amazing, and I'm I'm thankful. I mean, it's it's funny to sit in my seat now, your seat now, and look at all of the tentacles of impact from the Hope Center to missions to prison. I mean, we could go on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, that all came out of a group of leaders that made a commitment to a mission and to a vision that said, listen, this is not about us. That was the opening statement of uh, Rick Warren's book that they had read, Purpose Driven Life. It's not about us. It's Mm -hmm. it's about lost people in this community. And because of their commitment to that, everything you see nowadays that we get so excited about is because of their commitment to that. I love that. Well, we're going to continue this conversation next week to just get deeper into Sunnybrook now, um, where we're headed, what we're doing, um, and what comes along with that. So make sure you tune in and join us next week for Unscripted. If you are encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at sunnybrookchurch.org or download the Sunnybrook Church app. And again, thanks for listening to the Sunnybrook Community Church Podcast.